and welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? My name is Michael, and this is the FBT Podcast, Freight Broker TV. If you're not familiar with Freight Broker TV, I don't know how you found our podcast. <laughs> no, we're out there. Uh, Freight Broker TV, we try to do one of these once a week. We also post videos on YouTube. Matter of fact, uh, this podcast, you can find the podcast on your favorite podcast app you can download from uh, uh, whatever uh, mobile device you're using your 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 tablets whatever phones whatever yeah we're on itunes stitcher spotify tune in pretty much your favorite podcast app uh, you can even go to our website and get a list of apps that uh, we're available on but uh freight broker tv freightbrokertv.com hey got something new we're going to talk about today Continuous broadcast, yes. Freight Broker TV isn't just putting up play-on-demand videos anymore. We have a continuous podcast that uh, podcast, no, continuous broadcast that is now available on our website. And our website, obviously, is FreightBrokerTV.com. Going to be talking about uh, talking more about that as the podcast moves forward today. But uh, check it out. Check it out. Now, going back to our YouTube videos, yes, we do post YouTube videos. And, uh, matter of fact, the podcast is converted to a video. I mean, basically, it's not a video. It's just a uh, converted to a video format. It has a picture of the, uh, you know, FBTV podcast logo or whatever you want to call it up there while the audio plays in the background. But we put it up there on the uh, YouTube video channel. So... If you haven't subscribed, or maybe you don't have a podcast app or whatever, you you will know when we have a new podcast app. we got a lot of fun things we're going to be talking about today. California governor, man, that guy. He okayed it uh, to pay amateur athletes, college athletes. Now he's done something else that's kind of showing his true colors it's california okay not going to be too rough on him but you, know, you just got to scratch your head and go hmm <laughs> average diesel fuel prices on the decline again they're down this week that's good class eight new trucks class eight new truck sales semis big trucks pete's freightliners you get the idea what we're talking about the big trucks. New truck sales numbers are in. What do you think? Man, with the economy like it is, everybody's, you know, preaching doom and gloom. Everything's falling apart at the seams. Holy smoke, you just know new truck sales are down. We'll be talking about that today. And we're going to be talking about OIDA. Actually, saying good things about them. You know, because I've always had a riff with the OIDA, for the most part. Seems to me that, and I've said this previously, I've said this on other podcasts, that it seems to me that uh, the only time they have anything good to say about a broker, <laughs> well, really, can't remember the last time they've said anything good about a broker. Usually they start getting on their high horse when they're trying to get that membership up. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, 
kind of funny, but here last couple of episodes, I've been singing their praises because they've been going after this politician somewhere that's trying to get a, a bill passed to where uh, it would increase the auto liability mandatory coverage for a trucking company from the current $750,000 mandatory coverage to nearly $5 million. Now, you got to understand, when a trucking company increases their insurance or gets insurance, it's per truck. It's per truck. If a trucking company has 100 trucks, well, they're getting <laughs> 100 individual insurance policies. See what I mean? Okay. And, you know, to be able to... So, you know, if you got a premium, you're going to multiply that premium times 100. Now, there's price breaks and things like that, but you get, it's still going to be expensive. You know, it's it's expensive. But uh, anyway, my point with OIDA, you know, they, they always seem to attack freight broker. Matter of fact, uh, I've said this in the past. OIDA, they were uh, a lot of the reason the uh, freight broker bonds increased from 10000 to 75000 I mean, that's, that's old news. It is what it is. And, you know, the market adjusted, everything adjusted. We did lose, you know, several thousand mom-and-pop brokerage overnight. But, you know, it's been several years ago. And, you know, the, just like I predicted, the insurance companies would come out with a product to be able to uh, address the bond at an affordable price, and they did. But besides that, I've been singing their praises, like I said, the last couple of weeks, and now they've... They've gone and done this. <laughs> you know, we're going to be talking about that today, too. It's nuts. It's just pure D nuts. Okay, go to our website. I am sitting here drinking coffee and it made me think of it. I'm drinking my coffee out of a Freight Broker TV official coffee mug. Matter of fact, if you go to our videos, you know, last couple, two or three videos... On YouTube, you're going to be able to see the actual mug, uh, what it looks like in my hand. <laughs> hey, that means something. You know, part of the thing about us going ahead and uh, doing moving forward with coffee mugs was that it be a decent size. You know, you didn't want a little small one, you know, you, but it's a decent size, 11 ounce mug. But uh, you can order them from our website, show your FBTV pride by having your coffee getting your morning started the right way drinking your coffee from an fbtv coffee mug got two colors choose from black or white you can get them on the uh, freightbrokertv.com website order from there uh, when you go to the freightbrokertv.com website just scroll to the bottom of the page and you will see the mugs there just click on the one you want and it will be ordered and shipped directly to you. It takes a couple of weeks, but uh, it'll get there. Okay, now let's let's talk about the diesel fuel prices. Fuel prices are are down again. Uh, they dropped nearly two two cents uh, a gallon from a week ago. Uh, pretty much decreases reported for every region in the country. Except, drumroll please, <laughs> we already know the answer. California, California, they went up. Well, go figure. 
You know, I, I glimpsed at an article here just a minute ago before we uh, started the podcast. I, I saw an article, and the headline was fuel prices, gas, not fuel, but gas prices, gas prices in California over $6 a gallon. Holy smoke, man. I, I don't understand why people put up with that. I really don't. You know, move. You know, Sam Kennison said it right the long time. A lot of people are, but Sam Kennison... He had a joke years ago, you know, talking about the uh, people starving to death, living in the desert in Africa or whatever. So, you know, instead of sending them food, they should move. Move to where they can grow food. Now, that's just a Sam Kennison joke. You can look it up on the Internet. It's pretty funny. But but anyway, I, I, I don't get it. You know, if I had to pay $6 a gallon, I'd... I'd, I'd I just don't know. Yeah, you know, I've often wondered, and so many people out in California, I get it. I know you live there, but I know you can't be enjoying this at all. I mean, seriously. You know, with some of the stuff going on, and I got another thing I'm going to be reading here in a minute about something going on out in California that you're really going to be ticked off about, or I would be if I lived in California. Matter of fact, this is this 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 is going to affect the entire country one way or the other, what this governor has done now. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't know how you people live out there. You know, how can you live working a regular job? If you're not in the in crowd, you know, the uh, Silicon Valley crowd, the Hollywood crowd, where you're making umpteen million dollars a year, how can you afford to live out there? Plus the taxes, the taxes, holy smoke, man, taxes. I mean, I'm over here in Arkansas. And, you know, I'm not by any means rich, <laughs> but holy smoke, the taxes I have to pay. Man, if I lived in California, there'd be no way. I mean, it'd just be crazy. You know, the amount of money I'd be taxed just on my income, my current income, if I lived in California, there's just no way I could live in California. You know, I know you probably don't want me there because I'm talking about you about your state. I'm not talking about about the state. I'm talking about about the politics. Okay. I think it's kind of nutty. You know, it got to that level. And, uh, well, it is what it is. Okay, U.S. average diesel fuel price is 33.8 cents lower than it was a year ago. How about that? You know, uh, 34 cents a gallon lower than what it was a year ago. Okay, now that, that can change. We know from history that that can change at any minute. I mean, you know, I've seen it happen uh, where, you know, fuel prices are like, you know, two dollars ten cents this morning, and by the time it was time to go to bed, I seen them go up to like two seventy five or whatever, just in a single day. You know, so but we've got accustomed to that. We we know it can happen, and you know, so we don't. You know, we take these numbers with a grain of salt because we know at any minute things can change. Now let's talk about the California governor. <laughs> you know, we're talking about fuel. Let's talk about fuel tax now. Uh, the governor out there in California. He has uh, ordered a fuel tax revenue diversion from its intended use. Your your governor, if you live in California, Governor Newsom, he's taking the fuel tax revenue and he's diverting it. Billions of dollars touted to benefit roads and bridges, but instead he's going to use it for other things. 
Now, I don't know. When I used to be a driver, I know I used to go up and down 99 all the time out there in California. That 99, it connects, you know, Barstow and Fresno. And it uh, takes you down, oh, I want to say the Grapevine. Is that the Grapevine out there? Down into, drops you down into L.A. But uh, I, I remember going between uh, Bakersfield and Fresno, and uh, you know, towards Sac and all that, Oakland and all that up in there. And man, that that now that now granted, this has been twenty years ago, and that road, it, it was it was it was pretty beat up. And I'm sure they've done some repairs on it between the time I was out there and now. But uh, you know, you got a lot of trucks in California. This guy's decided to uh, he's, he's issued an executive order. Boy, that sounds familiar. Uh, to use $5 billion of revenue raised via a recent <laughs> fuel tax. So the guy goes out there, they, they they do a fuel tax increase for the money to be going to benefit the roads and the bridges and such, but he's taking $5 billion of that revenue from the new fuel tax increase for a program to reduce greenhouse gases and emissions. All right. You know, there's been enough said about that. That's just getting nuts. But anyway, his order directs a fuel tax revenue diversion away from local highways to benefit rail and other projects. And he's going to spend it on greenhouse gas and emissions programs. Newsom said the shift away from local road projects will, quote, help reverse the trend of increased fuel consumption and reduced greenhouse gas emissions associated with the transportation sector. Uh-huh. It's going to help. Uh, it's going to reverse the trend of increased fuel consumption. And, uh, I mean, you know, we could sit here and tear that apart, but it's been my experience. you got bad roads. You're going to burn up more fuel. If you're not keeping the roads up and you have to divert because the road's so bad you can't travel on it and it takes you a few more miles out of the way, you're burning up more fuel. I mean, I don't know. What can you say? Okay, last year, 2018 voters in California said a statewide, uh, in a statewide ballot that they did not want elected officials to shift new transportation revenue away from transportation. Mr. Governor, that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking $5 billion from a tax increase, and you are doing exactly what the voters said don't do, shifting the money to another project other than transportation. What is wrong? <laughs> you know, I mean, $5 billion. Greenhouse gases and emissions. Now, here's, here's my experience with California when it comes to gases and emissions. They don't do anything. They just pass laws to make everybody else spend more money to do whatever they got to do. Like the truck makers, they got to spend more money to, you know, uh, do whatever they got to do to uh, be legal in California, which in turn that passes on to 
the owner operator of the trucking company that never goes to California. I don't know. It's kind of nuts to me. You know, like I say, I, I don't get all this stuff. That's why I do what I do. And uh, scratch my head about the rest. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you got questions about any of this we're talking about today, or just questions in general, hey, feel free to send me an email. Well, not an email. You can, uh, well, yeah, you can send me an email. Email me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. You can go to our website at freightbrokertv.com. We have forms all over the website where you can leave your question. Just uh, fill in the form, ask your question, hit submit. It will come right to us. And be listening for your be listening for your question to uh, show up in an episode on the podcast or even in a Q&A video. We do those occasionally. We're about due for another one, I believe, coming up. We did a central training video this past week, and uh, actually the podcast was kind of a little bit behind. I think the last one we did was a little over a week ago. But the reason that is is because we were really focused on getting that continuous broadcast up, the FBTV continuous broadcast going, and that kind of kind of got us off schedule for everything else. But now that that's going, we're going to be back on schedule. Uh, I'll be putting another video up here in the next few days as well on the uh youtube fbtv channel need you to uh subscribe please you know uh, go to our uh, youtube channel and subscribe we could really use your support we're trying to grow the channel and uh, the, the, what it amounts to the, the 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 more people that subscribe and, and watch our videos obviously uh, the more our videos are going to be out there and it's going to support us and help us continue to keep producing these videos and podcasts and such. So please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. If you can't find our YouTube channel, now I will tell you this. Uh, if you go to YouTube and you do a search, you know, FBTV, you're going to get everything but FBTV. You're going to get a lot of soccer videos, football, FBTV, get it? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, put in, if you're doing a search for FBTV on YouTube, put in Freight Broker TV. Or you can go to our website up at the top of the page. Uh, there is a YouTube link up there you can click on, take you right to the page. Also, Twitter. We don't talk about that much, but we do have a Twitter account. If you're not following, well, we wish you would. You know, you can check that out. There's a uh, link to our Twitter account up there, too. All right, now, uh, as far as subscribers on our YouTube channel, when we hit 100 subscribers, well, let the games begin. That's right. We're going to start having contests where you can win prizes valued anywhere from $15 all the way up to almost $700. Bucks. Okay. Uh, but we got to hit that 100 subscriber mark before we start doing any type of a contest. So help us grow so we can get these contests going. Tell your friends. Tell your family. <laughs> okay? Now, to be eligible to be uh, to be in or enter any of the future contests, you have to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, keep watching our YouTube videos. Keep listening to the FBT podcast. Uh, no, the FBTV podcast for more details. As we get closer, we'll be uh, talking more about that. All right. Now, the uh, FBT videos you see on YouTube, 
and the uh, uh, continuous broadcast, that's pretty much focused on training. Supplemental training, essential training for working day-to-day as a freight broker. Uh, to give you information, if you are planning to you know, get out there and or you're wanting to become a freight broker, you're wanting to start working as a freight broker, freight broker agent, that's exactly what the FBTV website and the YouTube channels are for. The podcast, we're talking about all kinds of stuff here. The content, obviously, on the podcast, if you watched our YouTube video, is not the same. I know there's a lot of uh, YouTube channels that have podcasts, and what they do is they rip the audio from the podcast and post it. You know, the video, for, or take the video, <laughs> take the, they'll rip the video. Okay, let's back up and do this again. <laughs> I need a bell or something. I need a sound effect. Okay. What a lot of YouTube channels will do for their podcast is rip the audio from the video and post that audio as its own individual podcast. So you're getting the same content in the podcast as you did the video. Okay. Not knocking it. Hey, if it works, it works. But we're doing it different. Our video content is for training purposes you know for training purposes to help you grow to help you learn to help you get gain information you might be looking for to make that decision if you want to uh, uh, continue uh, your your information search to you know move forward as working as a freight broker freight broker agent or whatever where our podcast obviously we're talking about the industry as a whole trucking uh, organizations what's going on what's happening you know what's been happening the previous week so the content's quite a bit different now, this brings us to OIDA. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I've been really kind of uh, talking up OIDA here the last couple of weeks because they've been taking on that politician, wanted to pass that law. And, you know, there, there I saw an article, I'm almost brought it up uh, for this episode but uh, you know to, to talk about but really all it's doing is talking about some uh, group that's going after this uh, politician now and uh, you know trying to point out that uh, the, you know point out what's the obvious is a conflict of interest <laughs> which it's there obviously but anyway we're not getting into that but the uh but Oida, they came out, and I was, you know, I was pretty much, hey, you know, we don't agree on much, but we agree on this. Well, they've done it again, and I'm just sitting here kind of chuckling. This is an article that uh, uh, came out in their magazine. I think it was Landline Magazine, but it's Oida. Oida. Uh, is Landline Magazine. Usually, you know, I, I get that. I read the articles. You know, I stay abreast. You know, the OIDA in a whole is not bad, but sometimes, uh, sometimes it's like they don't think it through, maybe. I don't know. All right, here we go. Motor carriers, the solution to your problem is no big secret. All right. Well, OIDA, first of all, is the Owner-Operator Independent Driver Association. Owner-Operator Independent Driver Association, OIDA, was pretty much designed to be the, 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 the small guys 
trade organization, the ATA, American Trucking Association, that is meant for the big guys, you know, the big trucking companies. But OIDA is, you know, for the little guy. And that's great. I, I used to be a member of OIDA uh, years ago. And you, I, I think it's like 50 bucks a year or something like that. But, you know, you can check it out on their website. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of good things about OIDA. Really, really is. Uh, it's just sometimes, to me, they get a little flaky. But who doesn't, right? But anyway, motor carriers, the solution to your problem is no big secret. <laughs> For years, there has been a huge disconnect between large motor carriers and their truck drivers. The difference between how the two groups view the trucking industry is vast. Okay, you got the employee and the employer. That sounds pretty normal. There's always going to be two sets, different sets of interests when you're talking employee and employer. <laughs> According to motor carriers, the number one issue facing the trucking industry today is the driver shortage. Number two is driver retention. Drivers, on the other hand, they say the, uh, the number one issue is driver compensation. Okay, so the uh, trucking companies say they need more drivers. There's a driver shortage. They need more drivers. And the drivers say the number one issue is driver compensation. Well, that sounds about right. Okay, now, <clears throat> this is a sentence taken out of this article. And I had to read it a couple of times for it to really kind of make sense to me says, let's think about this for a minute. Motor carriers and truckers are basically talking about the same issue. They, they, but, but they are looking at it in a completely different way. Well. <laughs> yeah, I, I would suppose so. Because, again, the trucking company is the employer. The driver is the employee. So, yes, I would assume they are looking at it through different lenses. Now, here's where the fun begins. OIDA Executive Vice, Vice President Louis Pugh, and I think I even talked him up a few weeks ago. Louis Pugh, Louis says, provided, uh, well, he provided a simple and effective solution to trucking's chief concern. Pay them, he said. Pay them. Pay the drivers. As a matter of fact, trucking companies could solve both of their top concerns by addressing what matters to most drivers. So, number one issue for trucking companies is a driver shortage and keeping drivers they hire. Number one issue for trucking or truck drivers, compensation. So, what Pew, what Louis saying here, give the driver what they want and you eliminate the driver shortage and you won't have a driver retention problem. Louis, you you're an executive vice president of a trucking organization. I'm just wondering when you made that statement if uh, how hard it was for you to control your laughter. Okay, seriously. Okay, understand if a trucking company doesn't have enough drivers, they have a driver shortage. Now you're saying pay the driver, pay the hey. I'm sure that if the trucking company had enough revenue to pay the drivers enough money, they, you know, uh, they would. Okay, they would solve this problem for their trucking company automatically. 
But uh, your organization, uh, matter of fact, your magazine, I get I get email notifications from you from Landline, and you're 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 sending out DAT trends and rates and things like that. You know the rates aren't there. You know it's not there. You know when you start talking about road and fuel taxes, uh, the heavy use taxes, you're 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 talking about the DOT having to go through scales in every state, and you know the DOT in every state, they're out to ticket the trucks, you know, because that's a source of revenue. Uh, I mean, they, they it's undeniable, you know, uh, states use, <laughs> uh, they, they count that in their budget, the revenue that they're planning on making off trucks, trucking companies. You know, you start taking all that in consideration, how are you going to pay a driver more if, you, you know, you can't charge more because if you charge more, you're going to lose a customer. Bottom line, I mean, you know, it's just the way it is because there's too many companies out there that haul the freight for a dollar a mile. Now, that's tongue-in-cheek, and to be honest with you, I'm sure there is somebody out there hauling freight for a dollar a mile, which isn't smart to begin with. <laughs> you know, that's kind of that's dumb. Back 10 years ago, when we went through the Great Recession, as they called it, and... Uh, uh, the uh, fuel prices shot up to over $5 a gallon. There were trucks out there hauling freight and losing money. They were hauling freight for shippers that refused to pay more to move their freight, even though fuel prices shot up to over $5 a gallon. And and they were taking the freight. They were taking it. The, the shippers, their standpoint was, um, why should I pay a truck more if I've got somebody who's going to haul it? You know, for less. And that's the same thing we're running into here. You can have the best trucking company in the world. You can have the best equipment in the world. You can give the best service in the world. You can do everything you can to appease and attract customers to your trucking company. But you know as well as I do, if you're going to do that, have that kind of operation, it's going to cost money. And if you're going to pay drivers top wages, it's going to cost money, which means... You're going to have to make that money up by the rates you charge the customer. And a customer is not going to pay it. You know this. You know this, Louis. A customer is not going to pay what is needed to be paid to compensate a driver what a driver feels they should be paid. Believe me, if a trucking company could, they would. You know, we went through this just a little over a year ago, well, 18 months ago, when the ELDs came out. You know, trucking companies were trying to uh, pay drivers a salary. You know, we, we people were testing that. We were trying all kinds of alternatives because we knew the ELDs was going to cause an issue, and it did. It did cause an issue. And uh, then you had the uh, capacity. We had a capacity shortage, you know, uh, back at the, between uh, going into 2018 from 2017. And it was just a nightmare, nightmare scenario. But come on, Louie, we know. We know we can't pay a truck more. So why you're, or pay a driver more, why you're even bringing this up, you know, kind of baffles me. And yes, you, you, you say that OIDA, OIDA has refuted the driver shortage claims for years. And you uh, are talking about a recent federal report that affirmed the association's stance. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics both say, OIDA and the U.S. Uh, BLS both say, that increasing rate wages would likely alleviate any issues with recruitment and retention. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. Paying more would probably 
eliminate the need or a driver shortage for a trucking company that paid more. Driver retention, uh, you may see a drop, but it's not going to be that much. I'd almost bet you a nickel to a donut. And Louie, I don't know. You may have been a driver at one time, uh, but I'll tell you, drivers do stuff. They're in that truck. If you never drove a truck, you you need to, Louie. And here's why. Drivers are in that truck. You could be paying a driver $2,000 a week or whatever. Okay, uh, you could be you could be paying them the most money a driver should, could be able to make, you know, realistically. And I guarantee you, at some point, that driver is going to quit out of the blue. It's what happens. Okay, it's trucking. Uh, I went through it. I think any driver's gone through it. It's it's very rare, uh, or the driver that stays with one company for umpteen years is a rare commodity. You're not going to find a whole lot of them. Okay. And the reason is a driver gets in that truck and they're out on that road for weeks, for months at a time. It does something to their brain. I mean, you get wacky when you're out there on the world, you know, you're missing things. Every time you go home, you, you, you see your child has grown another foot the dog don't recognize you. I mean, these are old trucking jokes, but it's kind of real. I remember when I used to come home off the road and I wife would go, go out to eat or something. And I'd see stuff that I didn't even know we had that had been built in our town. When they built that, oh, they built that a year ago. When they built that, oh, they built that six months ago. This, this kind of wears on a driver, you know, uh, a lot of drivers, you know, they're, they're in that truck. It's the same thing day after day after day. And they decide they want something else, and they jump ship to go to what they perceive to be greener pasture. I've done it. You know, I've quit one trucking company, go to another, and when I got to the other trucking company, I'm scratching my head going, why'd I do this? I'm doing the same thing. But it's what happens. It's just what happens. OIDA has long said the real issue for motor carriers is driver retention. Turnover rates have a consistently hovered around 90% for large motor carriers over the years. Well, of course, you know, I mean, you, you, geez, you take J.B. Hunt, they got how many thousands of trucks they got to get drivers in, (laughs) you know, Schneider, uh, Swift, U.S., whatever. Because the driver out there, they're, they're, again, it's grass is greener on the other side. They, they're, you know, you can pay a truck two thousand dollars a week or a driver two thousand dollars a week, and that truck be governed at sixty-five miles an hour, and I would bet ninety percent of the drivers, now as silly as this sounds, ninety percent of the drivers would quit that job and take a job with another trucking company making half as much, because the new trucking company. Their trucks are governed at 75 miles an hour. Now, there's a lot of things going into detail or, or consideration here. You know, I've seen drivers take less pay to drive a Peterbilt. I mean, you know, you got to think about this, Louis. Think about it before you start spouting off like this. And I know why he's spouting off. Okay, I know exactly why, and I'll sum this up here in a minute, why he's doing this. Anyway, he goes on to say there's a pretty simple solution to everything, and that is to pay drivers for their time. Now, here's the uh, kicker. Louis says, we think it's rather hypocritical for big trucking 
to keep saying there is a driver shortage when, according to the survey, the top concern of drivers isn't even on their radar. Well, of course, a driver shortage is not going to be one of the issues of a truck driver's list of concerns. They don't care if there's a driver shortage. They are the employee. They're the driver. They care about them and what their needs are. They really don't think much about what the trucking company's needs are. Here's top 10 issues for truck drivers, and it all makes sense. Driver compensation, hours of service, parking, the ELD mandate, detention time, speed limiters. That's the uh, governors that keep a truck, you know, won't let a truck go any faster than what it's set for. Driver training, distractions, infrastructure, automated vehicles. That autonomous vehicle, that's going to move up the list. But I'll, you know, I've stated this in the past. I don't think that's going to be something to worry about in the future, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, unless we get uh, our country, our citizens get a lot dumber, a lot dumber. I mean, think about it. Do you want a, a driverless vehicle driving right beside you, behind you, in front of you, you know, that weighs 80,000 pounds? No. I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm in transportation. I've been a driver. No. No, no, no. Even if they say drivers have to be in the truck, you know, they can go in the sleeper. Do what? No, uh, there's no way as a driver with any common sense at all is going to take a nap in an autonomous vehicle without somebody behind the wheel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. Jiminy crickets. You still got to pay them anyway. Okay, I'm getting off. I'm getting way off base here. Okay, here's top 10 issues for uh, trucking companies. Driver shortage and retention. Hours of service. CSA. Infrastructure. Detention time. Economy. ELD mandate. Insurance cost. Availability. Tort reform. Okay, what we're talking about here, the top 10 issues for the employee, top 10 issues for the employer. Okay, so... Louis and Oida, you know, I, 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 I hear you. I agree with you. Yeah, pay the trucks or pay the drivers more. But for to pay, to pay a driver more, you, you're you going to have to charge a customer more. And that's not going to happen because once a trucking company tries to charge a customer more, that customer is going to move on to another trucking company is charging them less. So the trucking company is not going to be able to pay the driver the higher wage, or there's not going to be the miles for that driver uh, to 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 move loads to be able to earn that more that that, that higher wage. You know, we got to be realistic about this. Now, why is this out here? This goes back to what I've said in other podcasts and other things I've said and written about Oida and said about Oida. They come up with stuff like this to increase their membership. What better way to get a truck driver behind a organization that benefits the little guy than to come out and be against big trucking and be yelling at the top of their lungs, pay the driver more. I mean, that, that kind of, uh, it's, it's political. 
Okay, we'll leave it at that. All right. Now, let's talk one more thing here, and we'll call it a day. Uh, Class 8 new truck sales. We talked about that at the beginning of this podcast. What do you think? You know, the economy, everybody's preaching doom and gloom. You know, the, the trucking industry right now is going to hell in a handbasket. What, you know, we're, we're losing money. We can't do it. We can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. New truck sales in September reached an all-time monthly high. <laughs> Even though there's been a lot of talk about the trucking industry being a slowdown mode, U.S. Class 8 truck sales appear to have hit an all-time record high. In September, this according to Ward's Intelligence, they reported that September new truck sales showed an increase of 20.4% over August and a 19.5% increase over September sales from a year ago. That's pretty big numbers, folks. Uh, These sales were the highest since December 2006. The the Ward's... uh, Intelligence reported that sales in 2019 showed an increase of 18.8% over 2018 year-to-date. That's good news. We'll, we'll take the good news when we can get it. Okay? This is the FBT podcast. My name is Mike. I'm your host for these things. We try to do one for you every week, sometimes more. Check out our YouTube video. Our YouTube channel, we got a lot of things on there. Don't forget the coffee mugs. And we've got that uh, continuous broadcast. Hey, check that out. You find that on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Okay, I, I think I've <laughs> been on my soapbox long enough today. So you go out there. It's Friday here. Uh, it's Friday when I'm doing this. It's October the 11th when we are recording this podcast. So go out there, have a good weekend, unless you've made other plans. And hey, if you've made other plans, change them. <laughs>